the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down, eating your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Hope that you're doing well this afternoon, that your drive home is is going well. I know we've just been having some amazing weather here in Southern Colorado, so hopefully you are enjoying it. You're in for a real treat this next hour. I've got Dr. Andrew Farley uh, with me. He is the lead pastor of the the Grace Church and also has written The Grace Message and has a national-wide call-in radio program, and his new book has just come out October 17th. 101 Bible Questions. So, Dr. Farley, thanks so much for joining me. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me. How, how are things going for you? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm excited about this book, and uh, we got a lot of new things happening here in Dallas, and so I'm, I'm jazzed and uh, appreciate you uh, spending some time with me. Yeah, I appreciate you, you joining me. So uh, tell us about your book. What inspired you to write 101 Bible Questions? Yeah, so, uh, you know, as a young adult, I was on the floor of my apartment, and I was begging God for answers. I was saying, God, I'm doing everything they said to do. I'm sharing my faith with everybody that I meet, and I'm in church every time the doors are open, and I'm reading my Bible four and five hours a day, but I still don't feel like I'm growing spiritually, and I'm miserable, and where did I go wrong? And it was a crash-and-burn experience for me, and through that, you know, 30-some years ago, I, I learned that basically I didn't have a very solid understanding of God's grace, and I certainly didn't feel safe and secure with Him even though I knew I was going to heaven, I had a lot of unanswered questions. And so now, decades later, after really coming to a place of uh, severe questioning and crashing and burning and asking God for answers, I'm now uh, seeking to help people and encourage them in God's grace. And we get questions, thousands of questions from all over the world on our radio program every day. And so that's that's how this book came to be. Uh, it's really 101 of the most frequently asked questions that sometimes you're scared to ask your pastor, sometimes you're hesitant to talk about it at the Thanksgiving dinner table, uh, and this book is a great way to address those questions. That's awesome. What an uh, amazing tool, uh, for sure. And and you've started a website as well called uh, BibleQuestions.com, where people are sending you these questions, and it you guys answer them and, and feeds the radio program. And why do you think it's so important for people to you know, ask that honest question? I'm sure there's a lot of listeners that are like, I've got some questions, but I don't have the courage to ask. Why is it so important to ask? Yeah, I mean, first let me say that BibleQuestions.com website 
It's not just a, a reference tool. You can literally ask anything you want and phrase it however you want, and you're going to get an answer in 10 seconds or less. Uh, we have programmed this over a year's time, uh, poured a lot of work and time into it, and as a result, it, it speaks 95 languages, and people are getting answers all over the world in Chinese and Arabic and wow. uh, Eng- English, of course, and uh, you know, 95 languages, any question about the Bible answered in 10 seconds or less at BibleQuestions.com. So we're, we're thrilled about this tool. It's like way better than a Google search where you're scrolling through pages and mm-hmm. looking for answers. So check it out sometime at BibleQuestions.com. But, uh, you know, back to your other question, I, I, I just think um, we're sometimes embarrassed. We're we're hesitant. We're afraid of looking like, uh, you know, we're supposed to already have known this answer. You know, maybe we've been in church for five years or even 50 years, and uh, we didn't get enough solid teaching, or uh, we just didn't retain it. Um, and so we're hesitant to ask these questions. Well, that's the great thing about the book, uh, whether it's uh, a question like, uh, can I lose my salvation? or what does the final judgment look like, or, uh, you know, I've been divorced and now I'm remarried. Is God mad at me or upset, or does he treat me any differently, or can I still serve in church? I mean, these are those questions that really we should be making clear for every believer, and that's why I wrote the book, 101 Bible Questions. Wow, that's great. Uh, that, that, that's awesome. What what advice would you give, you know, if, if someone's having a hard time when they're surprised by the biblical answer that it goes against a, a pre-existing belief? You know, that's a hard place to be in. Maybe we've believed something to be biblical for a long time, and then all of a sudden we go, well, wait a second, that's not what the Bible actually teaches. Yeah, you know, actually there's a lot of things in the Bible belt that aren't really in the Bible, and... Uh, <laughs> I think that's just a product of humanity. I mean, uh, you know how it is. For 2,000 years, first it was the Galatians. Uh, Paul says, you foolish Galatians. Then you fast forward 2,000 years later. I'm not sure he wouldn't say, you foolish Americans sometimes, and uh, you foolish Canadians, yeah. you know, whoever it is, because we believers, I mean, we still have that tendency toward uh, rule-keeping and imagining that God is up in heaven with his clipboard, measuring and evaluating everything we're doing all the time, and casting judgment uh, down upon us. Even our circumstances, you know, we've had a lot of tough circumstances, as you well know, the last few years, whether it's a yeah. pandemic or, uh, you know, with the financial concerns or, or war, uh, there's a lot of stressors on planet Earth. And you know, sometimes people get out on the airwaves and they say, well, this is God trying to get our attention, or this is God trying to tell us something. We almost put our foot in our mouths pretty quickly there when we attribute those things to God. And so that's why I think it's really important to remember we live in a fallen world. Planet Earth is coming at us, but Christ is working in us. And those are two very different things. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So I got a little bit of a, a curveball for you. How do you find the time to to do it all? You know, you, you lead pastor at church, you, you have this national ministry. I, I'm here in Colorado Springs, and, and 
pastor and then just do this local show show two days a week. But but how do you find the time to to juggle it all? Well, you know, I think you first of all you have to say I've got an incredible team that helps mm. me. Um, so whether it's our our technical team, our video team, our our writing team, I mean, there's people that help me. Uh, we have thousands of of radio answers that have been given on the air over two decades. And so I had a team of people that was able to help me gather all of those answers and then pick the very best questions and the very best answers Hmm. and bring this to the table for us so that the final product is really a result of 20 years of of, uh, ministry. And that's what makes it so rich and deep and meaningful for people. These are tested answers with real people uh, who've been impacted, many of whom call us back later, and they share their story about how this helped Mm. their marriage, or it helped uh, them appreciate their church in a deeper way, or, you know, it healed a a broken relationship they had with a child, or whatever, because, Mm. you know, everything in here from how do I forgive somebody who hurt me deeply, um, you know, what do I do when uh, I love my friends at church, but I don't feel like I'm learning anything? Uh, you know, these sort of questions, we deserve answers. We need to think it through. But as far as me, I mean, you know, the grace message, uh, we've got a great team that really stands behind everything we're doing, and I couldn't do it without them. That's awesome. So this book really has a rich, rich history. You know, it, it's coming out of 20 years of ministry of, of answering questions. And I'm looking forward to reading it because it's, it's got to be rich if this is the, the 101 top questions. Yeah, people are always asking in one way or another, I believe, our most popular question is, am I okay? Have I lost my salvation? Hmm. Have I messed this thing up? Have I gone too far? Did God's grace run out on me? Um, You know, what does God think of me? I I really think that is the number one need for Christians today. Um, You know, there's lots of things we can do, and, and we do hear a lot of preaching about do more and be more and try Dr. Farley, we're going to have to head to a break real quick. Stay with me. Okay. We're going to head to a break. We'll be right back. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Thanks so much for joining us. We have Dr. Andrew Farley with us. He's just written a book, just came out. October 17th. I think you're going to love it. 101 Bible questions and the surprising answers you may not hear uh, in church. Uh, Dr. Farley, what are some things that you learned as you were writing this book? Well, uh, you know, I I really got a crystal clear picture of God's grace like never before. I, I love that there are solid answers to some of these questions that really um, deserve answers like, you know, if I'm totally forgiven of all my sins, then am I going to have to answer for every idle word? Because mm. I heard that growing up. Hey, Christian, you're going to have to answer for every idle word. Well, hang on just a second, because at the same time, Jesus said, I remember your sins no more, and I keep no record of your wrongs, and he's removed them as far as the East is from the West. So, 
I learned that across the board throughout the New Testament, there is just this resounding message that the gospel is consistent, that it makes sense, and that it's clear and powerful. And, you know, I have a hard time believing that those apostles were willing to give their lives, be tortured and killed for a self-improvement program or or a sin, sin management system. They were pretty jazzed about the true gospel, which is radical and powerful and controversial and amazing. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's it's powerful. What's kind of your hope that readers will take away from reading this book? Well, I really hope that uh, they'll see that God is good. We say that in church. We nod our heads. We say amen. But I mean, seriously, if we could just get beyond the rote phrase, God is good, and take a step back and say, all right, what's not to like about this? I mean, first of all, your sins are gone. Second of all, you're uh, uh, cleansed and and accepted and loved unconditionally. Uh, Thirdly, you get to be united with Christ in this beautiful vine branches relationship uh, that's never revoked. He says, I'll never leave you. And then fourthly, you get a new identity, and you're a child of God. You're invited to his table to feast on his goodness. And so you're in the kingdom, you're in the family, you've got community, you've got Jesus forever, Mm, and his face is always toward you. So as you look at your union and your forgiveness and your identity, it's just off the charts incredible how good this gospel is. And that's what I want for each reader of this book, 101 Bible Questions, that's what I want them to walk away with. Hmm. It's so, so, so good. That, that's awesome. You know, why do you think uh, the message of grace is so hard for us to really comprehend as, as believers? I think a lot of us would say, I understand it in my head, uh, but it's so difficult for it to impact my heart. Uh, I know in talking with a, a lot of people as a pastor, it, like really believing that God forgives them that this grace is is really active in their life. There's this feeling that maybe God's angry at me or disappointed at me. You know, why is it so hard for us to really live in the message of God's grace? Well, you look at every world religion and look at what we humans have invented, okay? So if we go with the premise that Jesus Christ is the way and the truth and the life— then let's look at every other world religion and what they have in common. And so a majority of them are basically saying, okay, here's the set of rules, here's the principles, here's the way to act, and you do your part, and then God or the deity or the divine upstairs will do his part, and you got to hope that he grades on a curve. And speaking of the ledger, if you have more good than bad, you'll probably pass. So Let's just use that as a backdrop. All of these world religions, whether it's uh, Mormonism or the Muslim religion or any other, there's a, a system, and it's about effort, and it's about dedication and commitment and trying and attaining to something. So that's what's in our human psyche. And then we encounter the gospel, we receive God's grace, and we say, wow, this trip to heaven is free, and I get to go there at no cost to me because Jesus paid everything. Well, that's great, and you've understood, and you've entered into the doorway, but now it's going to be tempting to wake up every day and revert back 
to that world system of thinking. Mm. And so what I'm trying to say is even those early humans, the first two, Adam and Eve, what was their initial sin? It was the knowledge of good and evil that they were chasing. You might even say they were chasing morality and ethics. They were trying to be more godly through the knowledge of good and evil. It wasn't the evil tree. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So the first sin was chasing after morality instead of trusting God. Hmm. That's good. Yeah. I know in my life, I, I grew up in the church, uh, went to Christian school, and it's it's easy for me to slip back into a legalistic mindset, you know, instead of really trusting and living in, in God's grace. It's, it's so, so powerful. You know, yeah. doc, Dr. Farley, how would you encourage people to foster a deeper faith and, and spiritual growth? You mentioned at the beginning of the show, you felt like you were doing all the things you were told to do, but you weren't necessarily growing. You know, maybe some listeners feel that way today. Yeah, so I I think you have to draw a line in the sand, and I think you have to almost... Uh, demand answers from the Christian faith, and those answers will come, and they are real, and they are definitive, but I think you have to draw a line in the sand. I remember writing a letter to God, and I it was a declaration. I was 19 years old, and I was on the floor of my apartment, and I wrote him a letter, and I said, God, I may never say your name again. I may never serve you. I may never lift a finger in service to you, and yet I have to believe that if that were to happen, if I never did one other good work ever in my Christian life, that you love me the same, that you like me the same, that you accept me the same, and I choose to believe this no matter what my feelings might scream out. I don't care about my programming growing up. If this grace is real, then I want to know it. And so Mm -hmm. I would invite listeners and readers to draw a line in the sand and say, wait a minute, if Jesus said I'm forgiven, then how forgiven am I? Because mm-hmm. nobody is 62% forgiven, nobody's 81% forgiven, That's it's right. all yeah. or nothing, zero or 100. And yeah. look, if I'm under grace, Lord, teach me what that looks like. And if I've got a new heart and a new identity, show that to me, reveal mm-hmm. it to me. And as we ask God to do that, that is the greatest desire of his heart for us to know his grace. Hmm. That's so good. That's awesome. And I think that that's maybe a little bit counterintuitive to what people often hear, you know, people hear, if you want to grow, you need to read the word, be in fellowship, serve, which is all true. But if you don't understand God's grace uh, and aren't in that place of really being impacted by his grace, then it really does become legalism and, I've found when we know grace, then those those things will naturally come in our lives. Yes. What we're doing is we're taking all that activity and we're hoisting it up and we're putting it on a pedestal, and then we're going to put a foundation underneath it. Uh, it's not that the activity stops. It's not that we go passive. It's that suddenly we're doing what we do in an atmosphere of freedom, in an atmosphere of love and acceptance. So... You know, some people even have to go through a period where they say, I have been living my Christian life just trying to please people. 
I've been living my Christian life saying yes to every opportunity and every invitation, even if I don't really want to do it, and even if I don't feel like God is leading me to do it. I've been engaging in people-pleasing, and it's burning me out, and then they have to turn the corner and say, you know what, Christ, you live in me for a reason, and I'm going to let you motivate and inspire me by your grace, through your Spirit, and that is real. We Christians get to be ourselves and express Jesus at the exact same time. Hmm, awesome. Thank you, Dr. Farley. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. I have Dr. Andrew Farley uh, with me. You're not going to want to miss this, so stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mount Calvary. Hope that you're doing well. Thanks so much uh, for joining us. Just want to remind you, today's show does turn into a podcast at Crosswalk Colorado Springs, anywhere that you find your podcast. Dr. Andrew Farley is with me. He's just released a brand new book, 101 Bible Questions and the Surprising Answers You May Not Hear uh, in Your Church uh, Dr. Farley, how do you deal with controversial questions or or maybe a, a question where there's two or three differing views that all have value? Like, I, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like the rapture of the church. Everybody agrees that there will be a rapture, but there's differencing in, in timing when the rapture will happen. So so how do you handle those those type of questions? Well, I, I always want to come back to the big picture, and in that case, look, the truth is Jesus told us nobody is going to know the day or the hour. He talked about the epoch or the time period even being difficult to discern. Uh, he gave some hints as to what that might look like, uh, you know, and we see some signs here and there. But let's be candid. I mean, 2,000 years ago, the uh, apostles thought that Christ was going to return in their lifetime. So there's evidence of that, and they didn't get it right. So I think we have to, on those debatable issues, we have to really just be honest with people and say, hey, uh, nobody can predict this like having a crystal ball. And more importantly, let's look at the big picture. Jesus is definitely coming back. He's going to rescue us. Thessalonians, which is not a dream or a vision like Revelation, Thessalonians says that we're going to meet him in the air. And mm-hmm. so that can be taken literally. There is obviously a literal and actual return of Christ. The yeah. timing of it remains a mystery. Yeah, that's good. I think we can miss that sometimes in those arguments or discussions, like the big picture, you know, and to to keep the big picture in mind, I think is so, so very important. So how about yeah, um, I, go ahead, yeah. sorry. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you don't you don't see Paul, Peter, James and John trying to raise up a lot of prognosticators. You you don't see mm-hmm. the uh discipleship in the early church. I mean, the product of that was not a bunch of people that were completely focused and riveted by end times prophecy. Uh quite to the contrary, their focus was always always the gospel itself. Because whether Jesus comes back in a year or a thousand years, uh, we still have the same role today, and that mm-hmm. is to get this amazing message out there. Yeah. So do you ever have questions that stump you, that you're like, I got to get back to you on that, you know, or, or have you been doing this long enough where 
That's pretty rare. Well, it's getting more rare over time, but I, I recall a number of times in my life where I certainly felt that way. I mean, I remember my first sermon uh, related to First Corinthians and head coverings. Oh, man. And, oh, my goodness. I yeah. Mean, it required—I probably spent uh, a week or two just researching history— of what that head covering statement could mean, and does it actually refer to a cloth, or does it refer to a hair length? And then if it refers to a hair length, then what does that mean? And what what was being a bald woman uh, shaving your head back then? What did that convey? So just diving into church history about something like that, I certainly didn't know the answer, and it took quite a while for me to arrive at an opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's... That's a tough message any any journey as a pastor, let alone at the beginning. <laughs> so Yes. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So how can people connect with you uh, and, and your book? How, how do they find your book? How do they connect with you online? Yeah, so we have literally thousands of free resources. If you're looking for a three-minute video on your forgiveness, or maybe you've got some resentment you're working through, you wonder how to forgive, we got a five-minute video on how to forgive others. Uh, all of this, whether it's your identity in Christ or living under grace or what does it mean to walk by the Spirit, all of this is uh, available at our website at andrewfarley.org. Again, that's andrewfarley.org. And again, it's searchable by topic and Bible verse and whatever's mm. on your heart. And then don't forget, We have our brand new tool where you can ask anything, ask anything you want, phrase it however you want in three words or three sentences, however you want to ask it. You'll get your answer in 10 seconds or less at BibleQuestions.com. Dr. Farley, are you guys using AI at all to generate those answers? Is is there a place for that? Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm thinking 10 seconds is pretty fast, so... Yeah, so yeah. we have poured in uh, two decades of content and programmed our own uh, site to be able to leverage AI for the kingdom and share mm. God's grace. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, I, I think that's on a lot of people's minds. You know, they're worried about AI, obviously, for some reasons, but it, it's cool to see it used for, for God's kingdom. And it's probably important for listeners to know it, it, it's trusted AI. You guys programmed it. It's going through your database of answers to to generate the content. Yes, 100%. Uh, We are programming it every day to make it better and better. We've been at it for a year. And like I said, 95 languages. So think about the mission. I mean, this is something that five years ago we couldn't even dream of, to reach the world in 95 languages instantly, 24-7, without interruption, being available on the web to anybody that has any question about Jesus. And that's what BibleQuestions.com is all about. Oh, that's incredible. That's cool. I know there's a lot of damage or the fallen side of the internet that we're all aware of, but also God has used the internet to be a platform for uh, his truth. I mean, it's just a, an incredible tool to, to think about the gospel and biblical answers going out to so many people is phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, we were just celebrating uh, yesterday. Uh, We had about 53,000 people that were able, through technology, to watch our Sunday morning church service. Wow. Uh, It was probably the highest, I think definitely the highest, 
uh, attendance on Facebook that we've ever had. And it seems like, you know, uh, people watch the algorithms go up and down, and sometimes you feel like your Christian content is able to get out there, and sometimes you feel like, well, maybe not. But uh, we experienced uh, some significant growth there, and technology, I mean, you're right, it's it's like never before, and God is using it. So it's like a hammer. You know, you say a hammer is a great tool. It can build a house or it can really hurt somebody. Right. Uh, but there's nothing wrong with the hammer. It's how you use it that matters. Yeah, that's a good good point. And a lot of people internationally, surprisingly, have access to the Internet. You know, in, in some developing com- countries, I've, I've traveled to Uganda, gone to remote places, and they've got their phones and they're online and... They, they can ask Bible questions. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are, we're able to give answers in Swahili and Russian, and uh, we're able to give answers in Mandarin Chinese and uh, Arabic. And we have people literally from more than 100 countries checking it out already, uh, and we're thrilled about it. I mean, we think it's one of the most exciting missions on the planet because it never stops. I mean, people are up at right. 2 o'clock in the morning and, you know, they're suicidal, they're hurting, they're aching inside, they're looking for answers. Uh, you know, sometimes they're not even allowed to ask these questions in their country. Right. Uh, and so it's just an incredible mission that we're seeing happen at BibleQuestions.com. This may be too much of an obscure question, but, but do you find that the questions are pretty consistent around the globe or different regions of the world will have some some unique type of questions? Yeah, I think we're seeing, like in China and in the Middle East, we're seeing questions that are more about Christianity in general uh, and more apologetic. Uh, okay. You know, how do we how do we know uh, Jesus is God? How do we know the Bible is true? Uh, we're seeing a lot of that in an evangelistic way. Uh, around the world. And then locally, we're seeing Christians dive deeper and get the answers they need uh, for daily living. Awesome. This is Crosswalk Carl Springs. We have Dr. Andrew Farley with me. Stay with me on 100.7 The Word. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier from Rocky Mountain Calvary. Really privileged to have Dr. Andrew Farley uh, with me. Uh, he's written nine books, and he also pastors the Grace Church in, in Dallas, Texas. His newest book just came out a few days ago, 101 Bible Questions and the Surprising Answers You May Not Hear in Church. And also, uh, you get to hear Dr. Uh, Farley every Monday through Friday, 6 o'clock, right here on 100.7, The Word, uh, for his live radio uh, show. Uh, Dr. Farley, could you just kind of give a shout-out for your book again, maybe for those that weren't with us at the top uh, of the hour? Who's this book for? Why'd you write the book? Why should we pick it up? (laughs) Yeah, so it's called 101 Bible Questions, and maybe, I don't know, maybe you feel a little hesitant to ask some of these questions sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table this season, or maybe the pastor just got done with a sermon and you want to follow up and ask some stuff, but uh, it doesn't feel quite safe or you don't know how to phrase it. And 
well, you're just a little uh, hesitant. That's why we created this book, 101 Bible Questions, and we've got our website, BibleQuestions.com. So this, this book is diving deep into questions about forgiveness and judgment, questions about reward in heaven, questions about marriage and sex and gender. So all of those uh, challenging questions and controversial questions are right here in our new book. It's called 101 Bible Questions. I know I'm looking forward uh, to reading it, looking forward to picking it up. And what I've learned today is this is out of years of your radio show and you guys answering uh, these questions and and putting together the most common uh, questions, the 101 uh, Bible questions. Uh, let's hit in again how to overcome that fear of of asking questions. Maybe uh, could you speak into that a little bit in our lives? Like I, I want to ask, yeah. but I just am afraid to to ask this question. Well, I mean, first of all, you got folks that are doubting and have these questions, and then they feel guilty about having the doubts. So now they're feeling guilty about doubting. And I would just say this. God is big. He's the creator of the universe. He's not going to break. He already sees your questions. He knows what's going on in your mind. So there is freedom around the Lord. There's always freedom to explore solid answers. Jesus said, seek and you will find. And the New Testament says, once you find the truth, you're not going to be disappointed. And maybe that's really the big theme of this book, my friend, is that no matter what the answer is, it's always going to point us back to our freedom in Christ, to Jesus Christ as our life and Jesus as our everything. So Hmm. uh, go ahead and probe, explore the depths of God's grace. You will not be disappointed. Awesome. And a great resource as well is the BibleQuestions.com, their website. So make sure to check that out as well. And you can ask questions. Maybe you've got some questions. You can go to their website and and ask questions. It's also a great resource uh, to refer uh, to others. So, so Dr. Fry, let's have some fun here. Here we are in Colorado. And one of the things that's hard for us to understand in Colorado is why you Texans love Texas so much. You know, could you could you could you help us out with that a little bit? Yeah, so I grew up in Virginia. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I grew up on a horse farm in Virginia, so I I moved to Texas late in life. So I'm the perfect person to ask this to. Okay. Um, you know, it, it's it's hard to describe, but uh, they say everything's big in Texas. I would say the pride in, in Texas is big. Uh, the surely the trucks are big. Yeah. Uh, and uh, my goodness, there's just a lot of room to stretch out. Uh, you can see the horizon. Uh, there's a beautiful sunrise every morning. There's nothing to obscure it. Mm. And uh, the food is fabulous. Best steak in the world. Yeah, that, that, that's true. I did a wedding outside of Lubbock several years ago, and I was telling them that I was from Colorado. And they're like, that's the National Park of Texas. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That, that that's yep. great. You enjoy yeah, living I, in Dallas? You, you Oh my goodness. Yeah. I've I've been in, I was in Lubbock uh for more than a decade and okay. now just recently, a year ago, moved to Dallas. We planted our second campus here in Dallas. So now Dallas is home base for me. Uh my wife and I and our son Gavin were loving it. Uh wouldn't have it any other way. Certainly uh loving Texas. Oh, that's awesome. That that's that's good to hear. 
Well, Dr. Farley, thank you so much uh, for joining me. It's been great to, to have you on the program and just pray for God's richest blessing on you and that he continues to bless your ministry. Well, thank you, my friend. It's been a great conversation, and I appreciate the time hanging out with you. You bet. And uh, have a great night. And gang, go out and find his book, 101 Bible Questions by Dr. Andrew Farley. Also go to uh, thebiblequestions.com. So great to have Dr. Andrew on the show uh, today, and it was a real privilege. Also, another one of his best-selling books is called The Grace Message. So you can and go get that as well. And you know what I find so uh, valuable in talking with uh, Dr. Andrew Farley is really understanding the unfolding message of the Bible. I, I think sometimes we, we lose sight of what God's message is. And Paul said this uh, to the Corinthian church. He says, I'm determined to know Jesus Christ and him uh, crucified. So when you look at the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, the message of the Bible is that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And you look at the Old Testament from the Garden of Eden to God giving the law to the time of the judges, to the kings, and each of those are pointing to our need for a savior. Oftentimes we think, well, if I had the perfect environment, I wouldn't need a savior. And Adam and Eve disproved that. They had a perfect environment and they they sinned. And then, well, if I just had some rules, then I could keep those rules and that I wouldn't need a savior. Well, God gave the law to the children of Israel and they couldn't keep the law and we couldn't keep the law. It's proof that we need a, a savior. Well, how about everybody just does what's right in their own eyes? That's the book of Judges. We don't we don't need leadership, and it was an absolute mess, and the book of Judges shows us we need Jesus Christ crucified. We need a, a Savior. Then we get to the kings, and you, you find the kings. Well, if we just had the right leader, we wouldn't need a Savior. And so God gave Saul, and he was like the best that humanity had to offer, and he failed, and the children of Israel uh, failed, and the message of the kings is we need a Savior. So the grace of God is the main point, it's the end point, it's every point in between, and so to really focus on uh, God's grace and his love for us. And I know for me in my life, when I experienced the, the grace of God, that's when I really fell in love with Jesus. That's when I fell in love with his word, that I didn't have to earn or deserve uh, God's uh, favor. So thanks for listening to today's program. Also, it does turn into a podcast. You can go to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs, anywhere that you find your podcasts and and find this uh, program. We'll get it posted uh, there uh, for you. I want to invite the community out to Rocky Mountain Calvary on Halloween evening, the 31st. We're having our harvest gathering. And so we take the church and just turn it into an awesome place uh, for kids and want to love on you in Jesus' name and encourage you to invite some friends and family out uh, with you. You can go to our website, to learn more about that, rmcalvary.org. So please come celebrate light. Come celebrate the love of uh, Jesus Christ. And also, we'd like to invite you to come out to our church. We are having a special weekend in November. It's called Welcome Back uh, to Church, and it's November 11th and 12th. And I'd like to personally invite you to come to Rocky Mountain Calvary. I've noticed that a lot of Christians have 
fallen out of fellowship for a lot of different reasons. I think COVID kind of set that in motion and now it's become uh, the new norm and, and God wants you to be in fellowship. So we'd like you to come out uh, to RMC to join us uh, in person. And the weekend of 11th and 12th of November, we've got welcome back uh, to church. So thanks so much for listening. I hope that you have a great evening. May God richly bless you. The Word. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.